0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome into National Donut Day. What's your favorite donut? Hard to pass up a chocolate glazed or powdered donut or just a good old fashioned glazed donut? The ones that I don't like are anything with stuffing inside. Mm, I've got opinions Oh, about donuts and much, much more. This should be an interesting show today because I have opinions about what's happened on Wall Street and why. This is going to be an interesting year because, listen to this, we may have the most jobs created ever kind of year. That's crazy when you think about it. What happens when we have jobs and a big boom in jobs? We need clothing. So companies like Gap are getting upgrades right now because people are thinking as we put more people on the employment rolls, they're going to want to change their clothes because they may not fit as well as pre-pandemic. You see where this is all going. There's signs that we could see record job growth in 2021, admittedly in part because 2020 was so miserable dismal awful the unemployment rate that came out today the first friday of every month was pretty solid unemployment rate fell from 6.1 to 5.8 percent. now one thing that i'm hearing the one thing that i've seen i went to a five-star resort in sonoma for a 80th birthday of a family member and the guests were bitching and moaning and whining and complaining because there weren't enough employees to handle the business I'm hearing that pretty consistently right now, that when you do book a restaurant, because everyone wants to book a restaurant, that one of the first things the host says, it's going to be, your food's going to take a while. Just know that. It's interesting, right? Like, we're not going back to the same old economy. Ubers and Lyfts cost a lot more than they used to, and the wait time is a lot longer than it used to be, because people aren't going back to those jobs, And I don't blame them. I'm still in a situation where I don't have to go back to work. And I don't actually want to go back to work because I know that there's a couple people that haven't got vaccinated. And that gives me the EBGBs. My father was a veteran in Vietnam. He did two tours. I was a second tour baby, which means if he had died in the first tour, there would have been no Rob Black in your money. I don't understand how we don't have a a national pride of getting vaccinated. Memorial Day comes and goes and people are like, I I don't mind wearing this. I I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to get a shot. My dad could have died for this country and we're not even willing to rise to the occasion. And we let Memorial Day come and go and let people who, uh, yeah, I don't want to hang out with people like that. I just think it's un-American. The chicken sandwich wars are raging on Burger King's chicken i think i'm saying that right think of the word king with a ch apostrophe in front of it it's now available even though we're seeing a shortage of chicken and we're seeing a big big price increase in beef which is causing that shortage of chicken all pandemic related eh, not all it's not a hundred percent all the pandemic drove up prices um you saw a lot of things that drove up prices including the droughts Cicada tacos sell out every night at a Mexican restaurant in Virginia. Oh, disgusting. One thing I can say that I'm happy about being in California about and not on the East Coast is we don't have the cicadas, or I haven't seen the cicadas. I find those animals to be vile and disgusting. And I don't know why it goes back to a childhood thing, which, again, talks to you about behavior. And in investing, behavior is a real thing. If you sell out because you think the market's going to crash, it's tough to get back in because you're susceptible to timing the market. So National Donut Day, we got that one. Check. The economy is in a spending boom. Check. Oh, we haven't hit that, have we? We're in a spending boom, but the lower-income Americans are feeling left behind. Again, I don't know what's wrong with our country, but uh, our politics seem to be saying, let's support the big guy, the guy who has a lot of money, like me. And let's not necessarily help the people that need it. I think some states should have $20 minimum wage, or some cities at least. Maybe it should be a city thing, right? Because living in Fremont is way different than living in Milpitas, which is way different than living in San Francisco, as far as costs go. But then again, you can say, well, you we can always move. And then, then you start getting into this, oh, boy, now, we're, now that's the solution? And I get it. I get it. But uh, we're about to see the economy kind of get ugly again because we're starting to see some restrictions on can landlords evict tenants who didn't have enough money during the pandemic to pay their rent. And again, if I'm a landlord, I want to evict a tenant who's not paying rent. If I'm the renter who can't afford paying my rent, then I want to stay there. And I get it. Could people please go get shot so we could stop having this conversation? And don't forget, if we get 70% vaccinated by July 4th, we get a free $5 coupon to buy an Anheuser-Busch product, which I will say this, mine will be a beer, and I will wash my car with it, but it'll be $5 of free beer. United is offering flight attendant pilots extra pay for proof of COVID vaccination. Isn't that crazy? I told you I went to a San Francisco Giants game, and the media and the market is, you cannot come unless you've been vaccinated or had a test in the last 24 hours. You cannot get in. And then they don't check anyone. I know. I know the honor system is supposed to be for honorable people, but I just don't think we're a very honorable country, because on Memorial Day, people were were bitching and moaning about not wanting to get a prick in their arm. Oh, I don't know if it's safe. Well, what? How many people have done it before you? Come on. Come on. AMC bounces between gains and losses to end a wild week. This is a meme stock. A meme stock is about hype. It is not about fundamentals. It is an enjoyable ride on the upside. It is a nightmare on the downside. It's not my kind of investing. I totally understand who wants to do this. Typically unsophisticated investors, which is not an insult. It's okay. Um, I have no problem if a detective says, I'm going with my gut on this one. I'm like, you're going to need some evidence. Well, I'm going with my gut on this one. I'm like, you're going to need some evidence. Lock him up, Lieutenant. I'm an evidence kind of guy. I want to see revenues, earnings. I want to see cash flow. I want to see margin improvement or compression. I want to see things. So, AMC Entertainment's doing the right thing. They're issuing shares. So, as the price goes higher, they're saying, we'll sell another $1 And they're raising cash. So, when all the silliness goes away, they'll have a lot of money on the sidelines to go out and buy struggling movie theaters. And make their empire, which is not a monopoly, nudged more towards a monopoly. Bitcoin's falling today after Elon Musk tweeted a breakup Emoji, a broken heart next to it. Musk said Tesla would stop accepting Bitcoin as a payment method due to the concerns over energy use. And today he goes, he, he quotes Linkin Park in a tweet. Um, so in the end, it didn't even matter. What? What's going on here? This is the funniest market I've seen in a while. But I'll probably say that next year as well. Bitcoin's around $36,852, down about 5% on a Elon Musk tweet. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. Find me online at robblackshow.com. It's the Rob Black and Your Money Podcast. You can catch Rob Black every weekday
0: morning on AM 1220 KDOW from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Listen online at kdow.biz. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit Providencecu.org. Now back to Rob Black and Your Money with your host, Rob Black. On the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW
1: so i've got a new logo because i'm going to be launching a new podcast whoa that stuff that i've been doing in six in the morning where it's more strategy oriented should become the rob black show it'll be twice a week it will start as once a week then it's gonna to move to twice but it's gonna be pure strategy on how to become a better investor and the things that you absolutely positively need to know financially speaking. So I won't talk about jobs reports other than to say first Friday of the month is the most important day. But I won't give the data on the five hundred and ninety five hundred and fifty nine thousand in May, six hundred fewer than six hundred and fifty people wanted. It's not too hot, it's not too cool, it's it's perfect, I kind of think. But we got that going on. Just when the time comes, rally around me and help it get a decent launch, please. And if you don't know, you have something on your iPhone and on Google called podcasts, and you can subscribe right there. It's super easy to do. I subscribe to probably three podcasts that I listen to every single week while I'm working. Um, That's just the way I roll. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. This is going to be a tough year for inflation. The question is, how long does it stick after summer? And I'm going to boil summer down to one simple thought. Reopening, heavy demand, will that demand, once we go on vacation once, and I started talking to my producer this morning, he goes, I can't, I want to travel more. Once he travels once, will it be enough, or is he going to be addicted to getting out of town as often as he can? If you have not booked a trip to Hawaii, forget about it, at least until November, because it's sold out. That's how heavy demand is. Now, in November, if people stop showing up, they may have to discount prices, killing the urge to inflate prices. So how much demand sticks around after summer reopens? Demand for new clothes for your office? Demand for new vehicles to get you to and fro work? The question is, come August, what will the demand be? Um, Yesterday, we had Dow Markets, NASDAQ, SP, Dow Jones Industrial Average. Bitcoin was up 3%. Ten-year treasury was up above 1.6%. That kind of seems to be a little bit of the Civil War line. The north-south Mason-Dixon line, it's right there. 1.6. When we're below it, we're a little bit more pessimistic about economic recovery. When we're above it, we're a little bit more optimistic about the recovery the higher that 10 year treasury marches, the tougher it's going to be for home prices to increase and the tougher it's going to be for stock prices to increase. If history is any truth teller, that's what I'm sticking with that that angle. And if we're talking about 6 months from now, how much demand is there starting now for the next 6 months? The 10 year treasury should be at least one eight two percent by Christmas. And if it is, the easy money on Wall Street will get tougher and tougher. Joe Biden, president, has offered to replace his proposed corporate tax increase for a 15% minimum tax on corporations as a way of funding the plan on infrastructure that he wants. Talks between Biden and the GOP lawmakers will pick up again today. The Republicans, the GOP, have an offer on the table. So I believe an infrastructure deal will get struck. It's not like we're going to walk away because their number is way lower than the Democrats' number. But they put a number on the table. California Governor Gavin Newsom has put 41 counties under a state emergency in an attempt to drastically limit water use. Scientists are saying regions in California are facing the worst drought in centuries. Wow, that's not good. Anyone who eats food in America, that's bad news. The water levels of 1,500-plus reservoirs in California are 50% lower than normal at this time of year. That means huge cuts to the water that farmers in the state are going to use to produce over 25% of the country's food supply. I'm not telling you to go hoard almond milk, but you may want to go hoard almond milk or habanero BBQ almonds. Yummy. That's a power snack for raw black. Um, they're either going to cost me a lot more or I'm going to have difficult finding them. California accounts for about 80% of almond supplies, and because of the shrinking water allocation, farmers are choosing to bulldoze those notoriously thirsty almond trees. So, inflation on demand for uh, vacations, inflation on demand for new clothes, inflation on demand for cars. Last year was the deadliest year in something like 30 years in America for driving, and we had fewer people on the road who were just taking more chances. Hmm. In April, California officials announced they'd be driving 146 truckloads of 15 million young salmon to the Pacific Ocean because the fish would not be able to swim in the dangerously shallow, warm waterways. Is that not one of the craziest stories you've ever heard? Like, that could be a movie starring Matt Damon. It's a Disney movie, rated G. Watches Matt drives 15 million salmon to the Pacific Ocean, finally freeing him and shedding a tear of sadness as he sees them swim into the ocean. Huh. That's, that's devastation, my friends. Devastation of agriculture, devastation of wildlife. Uh, you want to go boating this summer in California? Not looking good. That hurts our vacation uh, revenue. Anyhow, I'm digressing. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Facebook plans to end its special treatment of politicians. I think that's a great thing. I truly truly believe that Facebook had a chance to change the world for better. And Zuckerberg I don't know, I, you know I know I'm not supposed to say this stuff on air, but he looks like he's got some learning difficulties. Like he just has a very mute looking face, not very emotionally expressive. He messed the company up. He, he, that is a company that would be more attractive to me with different stewardship. President Biden issued an executive order that prohibits investments in fifty nine Chinese firms that facilitate human rights abuses. Here's the toughest thing about China. Most of us have never been. That's tough to invest in. Another tough thing is that their government sometimes changes the rules. Sometimes they're a little bit more communist. Sometimes they're a little bit more uh, capitalist. I don't like investing in that kind of... It's like dating someone who's like one night they're very loving, the next night they were very abusive. I don't like it. I'm out. Uh, Your dog may be throwing some shade at you because you're feeding your pooch highly processed kibble. Or canned food when they should be chewing down, chowing down on a yummy uh, dog food. (laughs) What's that segment all about? Well, we all bought pets. Well, we didn't all buy pets. Excuse me. Pet adoption was at record levels during the the pandemic because kids couldn't go out of place. Parents are like, I want my kid to play, but let's buy him a dog. So inflation coming in dog food as well. (laughs) I'm Rob Black. This is a silly, silly day. Find me online at roblexshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM
0: 1220 KDOW. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money with your host, Rob Black. On the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for
1: listening to the show. I'm Rob Black. One of the things I'd like to push out there is that I do have a podcast and you can listen to it and I think it'll serve you well. Just listening a couple hours a week gives you a little bit more financial education. I would like you to subscribe to the New York Times or um, I'm not crazy to be honest with you about San Francisco's Chronicle as far as business sections go. I like Barron's enormously. But that's when you start getting into like, okay, how much money am I going to be spent? How much is Rob spending for me at this point in time kind of thing? And I don't want to do that. Um, but I do want you to get better and better and better about figuring out how to handle money and investing and all the good stuff that goes with it. So try to give yourself at least a little bit of education every week. I don't think websites like Market MarketWatch are worth it. I think CNBC is a little bit too... F- fast, per se. way to really learn much from it. Um, so try to find something that works for you is what I guess I, I'm getting at. And I don't think that's too much to ask because it's your money. So this weekend I'll read Barons. I'll read it cover to cover. It's a little bit extreme, I know, and I know that doesn't sit with everyone as far as what you want to be doing this weekend, and I get it. Um, but it would be nice if you had some of these things in your own head what where do you go to for content what's really interesting is where do you go for content is a big question right because you only have so many hours in your day it's something that i've told my kids like i would never have thought of this my kids don't watch tv you know when you were a kid, uh, you know when you were younger all you'd want to do was watch television love boat charlie's angels anything you could get your hands on you wanted to consume it it was better than being in your room kids don't do that anymore My kids watch all their content on YouTube now, it feels like. Um, Even though we have YouTube TV, they could be watching TV on their iPads. They're not. No interest. None whatsoever. So, if I were to tell my kids this weekend, brush up a little bit on financial information, they'd probably get it from YouTube, which I don't think is a great source. Because most of the videos I see are more about trading than investing. So I'm going to teach my kids buy the S&P 500 and move on with your life if you're not going to be looking into educating yourself. So that's probably the advice I would give you. If financial news and media turns you off, please just consider making your life way simpler and go with a good index fund. One of the worst things you could do, and I think we're all guilty of this, is buy a stock, A, that you don't understand, and B, that you need to do a lot of studying to understand. Simplification is better than gamification. Of just seeing it, how it works out. I just read a pretty fascinating book on the code breaker. Oh, it's called the code breaker. Excuse me, uh, Walter Isaacson. I think he's a lovely writer, and he basically follows around Nobel Prize-winning scientist Jennifer Doudna on her path co-creating the breakthrough gene editing technique CRISPR, and what we can do with sequencing of genes, and how what diseases you can beat. And what diseases you can eradicate before people are even born. How you can make people different, eliminate some of the, the anxieties and the, uh, the flaws of the human body. It's a great book, and it's way better than what you're going to be reading this summer. So, that's almost a question I have for you. One of the ways that I learned to get smarter in the world was every time I'd work at a restaurant in college as a waiter, I'd ask the smartest person there, What's your favorite book? And then that was my next book that I would buy and go read, because I didn't know. I'd fall too easily into traps of short stories or anthologies or 18th century century lit, thinking I was all snooty. So what are you going to read this weekend? Barron's The Economist, New York Times Business Section? You tell me. Um, Dogecoin. It's not just soaring, it's roaring. Good God, no. Pride Month started earlier this week. Um, proud of our country for at least, how shall we say, moving forward, even though sometimes it's small little steps forward. When I was a young lad, I don't think there was anything called Pride Month. At least that was not celebrated in my family's household. Legal cannabis sales have passed $17.5 billion in the year 2020. Now, 2020, we are as pandemic shutdown, lockdown, a lot of us. It was a 46% increase over 2019. Now, That one piece of data is very encouraging for investors. It's very encouraging for states who collect massive taxes on sales of marijuana. Because I said, legal cannabis sales. What's interesting to note here is it's still very, very tough to make money in weed because it's very, very easy to make it. (laughs) This is pretty funny. I've got a friend, a family friend. She's a school teacher and she is very conservative. Those kids go to bed like at seven o'clock every night. The husband's just a doofus. His parents had a ton of money. They own a house down in Monterey, like a mansion. He doesn't. The dad, mom and dad do. And uh he's all stressed because his uh, his brother's good looking, his brother's really successful in business, and he, he's okay, but he's not great. So he takes a little uh gummy marijuana. No, this is you, you know where this is going, don't you? And he left the uh, the, the pack on the kitchen counter, and his daughter ate it. All all right, his daughter, right, who is... Right. Uh, exactly. Daughter's calling me up. She's like, hey, Rob. You want to come over and play bongos? And I'm like, you're 12. I know I don't want to come over. Um, That didn't really happen. I just embellished that, because Matthew Mahoney, just, uh, you know... All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Um... But that's a little bit of an issue the industry's going to have to work around. When you have something called gummies, or you put CBD in chocolate, kids are going to get into it. Uh, especially if we're doubling our revenues year over year. And then you get fools like him who leave the stuff on the counter. Uh, Amazon Unbound is the last book I finished. The one that I just finished last night was The Codebreaker. But Amazon Unbound, Jeff Bezos, and the Invention of a Global Empire. Uh, pretty good book. Um, it was a juicy little tour of everything Jeff Bezos has built. And I would say Jeff Bezos has had, we'll have three acts, the building of Amazon, the exploitation of Amazon on the U S economy, and then the walking away from Amazon, which he's doing on July 5th. He's not completely walking away. He'll still be on the board, but let's hope that'll give him more time to be an experiment and less time fighting unions and labor issues which is part of running a company um, tender and Twitter are both introducing a new feature in tenders. It's an AI safety feature. It asks you before you send potentially offensive messages. Do you really want to send that? Cause you can get kicked off for sending that. And you can imagine there are pictures of your body parts or let's say you, you get some sort of like kick out of like being mean to women or being mean to men it's designed to prompt users to reconsider before sharing hate, right? Twitter is going to charge you $299, maybe $349 a month to potentially stop a message from going out. Uh, I've got big fat fingers on a very small phone, all things considered. I, that's a good feature for me, but am I going to pay $349 for it? No. I like Twitter. I, I really got into Twitter during the whole Donald Trump tweet craziness that was the last year of his uh, uh, candidacy. Where you were like, I wonder what he said last night. <laughs> and you go look, and you're like, whoa. Uh, but I don't. But for a Wall mess. Street, it's a mess. Wall Street loves it. Wall Street loves Twitter doing a subscription. You can change a lot of things. It would be easier to read pages of text. It'll be easier to change the look of Twitter. You'll be able to change the color schemes. But for three forty nine a month, I don't know. Isn't Twitter, isn't Netflix like $15? Like, do you see Wall Street loves subscriptions? There was a study that found tweets written by African Americans were one and a half times more likely to be categorized as hateful or offensive. So the AI models that are scanning these to find out what's trouble and what's not trouble have a racial bias. One thing that's going on right now, and I cannot believe America, but at the same time, I tip my hat to McDonald's. And they got the BTS... Fun meal, magic meal, party meal. I don't know, celebrity meal. What, do call, what are we calling it? It's the BTS meal. Ten piece nuggets, medium fries, and medium coke with special sauces. People are selling the, their sauces on eBay. They're selling their bag. The bag had McNuggets in it. The bag had fries in it, and the bag had a medium coke, all with like BTS logos. Right? People are selling them for twenty, fifty, eighty dollars. Garbage is being sold on eBay. But it's not the first crossover synergy. In 2020, a Supreme imprinted three pack of red Oreo cookies, originally sold for $8, skyrocketed to $92,000. $92,000 on eBay. The Hello Kitty Doc Martins arrived in 2010, and only the most powerful emo kids got to war them. Harlequin once partnered up with NASCAR to write up 67 cursed books with titles like Speed Dating and Hot Pursuit. So you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Let's go sell some product. McDonald's stock should go higher as the world reopens. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's
0: show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I'm not the biggest fan of doing things half, but I like to I know, I know. I like to go full in if you know what I'm saying. Like I really like doing research. I once saw a newsletter in this industry called the stock, the stock detective. And no, I don't want to be that, but I think that's the mentality that helps you succeed in the industry. I'm not a day trader. I'm an investor. Tend to invest in trends or demographics. Um, I don't necessarily get caught up in emotions. Some people would say that's because I had an alcoholic father. Some people would say maybe I have a little bit of um, Asperger's. I'm just not very emotional. Um, I don't like self-diagnosing, so I'm just going to say I was a quiet kid and I've found an area where I'm comfortable. May jobs report misses expectations, a sign of labor shortage peak through. Stocks are rising. Investors have stopped worrying about inflation. That's going to be a problem because I think there is some inflation issues. Tesla CEO Elon Musk and Bitcoin In the news again today, and this is a bit of a just, again, just bizarre. I'm happy he came out on Saturday Night Live and said that he's got Asperger's because it kind of explains some of the dryness to his approach. He sent out a tweet last night that was like Bitcoin, and it's a man and wife sitting on a couch, and they're clearly divorcing, and he says, and in the end, it didn't even matter. And that's kind of, maybe he's breaking up with Bitcoin. Why why not just break up with Bitcoin? You don't have to tell the world. That was one of the most perverse things I've ever seen. I had a friend on Facebook. Him and his wife broke up and divorced, essentially, on Facebook. Every little piece of the drama, not a good look for him. The wait is almost over. After years-long drama, Biogen is about to learn whether the Food and Drug Administration will approve an Alzheimer's disease therapy. Um, I forgot about this. This was heavily controversial. It was, will they or will they not get approval? This is a big market. America is getting older, and as we get older, we're getting more and more cases of Alzheimer's diagnosed, and it sucks. Losing your mind, I mean, uh, aging gracefully in the United States is already tough enough, uh, but it's going to be the first new treatment for Alzheimer's if it's approved in nearly two decades if the agency says no, it'll be up to other parties to bring the growing number of Alzheimer's patients the first therapy capable of slowing the progression of the disease. But that's a billion-dollar solution, billion-dollar problem that needs a solution. But a lot's riding on it. And again, I think I throw that out there as a way of saying we are innovating. And for those of you who don't believe in science, shame on you, uh, because I know there's things where you do believe in science and you're just conveniently saying because you don't want to get a prick in your arm that you don't believe in science. If you were to have a portfolio, and let's say it's 100% would make it fully invested, right? Probably 20% of your portfolio should at least consider healthcare and not just tech stocks. Tech stocks to me are its like the protein shakes. You know, it's like you can't just drink protein shakes forever and ever. Or can you? I know you're saying, I probably could. You got to get some diversification in there. You got to get something else in your diet. Healthcare is a good way of doing it. I think there's biotech, which I'll be honest with you. If I could be a, a scientist, I would be. My brother Michael is a scientist with the Center for Disease Control, um, and he's way smarter than me. So I could say 20% of our U.S. GDP goes into healthcare. Why not say 20% of our investments go in? That's not a bad approach. Now, there's biotechs and there's big pharmaceuticals. The big pharmaceuticals like Merculi, Lily, Pfizer all pay nice dividends because they've been around for 100 years. They've got medications that'll make our uh, hair grow. Make sure that erectile dysfunction is erectile function versus dysfunction. Fighting cancers now fighting Alzheimer's. You can kind of see like, yeah, um, my mother started developing Alzheimer's and she died of COVID this year. And my grandmother had Alzheimer's. So there's a pretty good chance that maybe it's in the family. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a scientist. But I now have an iPhone that's slightly cracked. Whereas in the past, I could say it better. I now have an iPhone that's like almost three years old, whereas 5, 10, 15 years ago, two years was my longest wait. I had to have. I had to have. I need. I need. But now that I'm over 50, I'm going to be like, I want that Pfizer drug. I hear that's a good one. I want that Merck drug. I hear that one makes my my pain in my toes go away. Or God forbid I get Alzheimer's. Last thing I ever want to do is have my kids see me go, when I was four or I'm four years old and I'm a friend of Shirley Temple's. Well, surely I don't want my kids seeing dad like that. So, yeah, I, I think you could consider in your portfolio healthcare. care. Now, there, I've named two areas, right? Biotech and pharmaceuticals. I could name hospitals for sure. Insurance companies. Yeah. Have you ever gone to a hospital They're like, oh, no charge, no charge. You broke your leg. Just head on home. We we fixed it for you. Good seeing you again. Head on home. No, they bill you. And if you're pregnant and you have a baby, they used to be like, why don't you stay there for five days so we can make sure that, you know, everything's put back in place and there's no infections. Now they're like, okay, you've been here 24 hours, time to go home. Because they need more. It, it, they're, they're, it, it's a bad utilization rate. It's like Vegas. They need you know newer and sicker people in those beds. And the final one is medical devices. There's four segments of healthcare. Medical devices, HMOs, hospitals. Then you get into pharmaceuticals and biotech. Biotech has no dividend, pharmaceuticals do. You can see that they all have a little different flavor to them. Pacemakers would be medical devices, right? You get the idea. What's your portfolio look like and why? What's your justifications and why? You should have some of these answers. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more.